Bear Wars. A long time ago, in a media market far, far away, there lived a little girl. Mama says when I grow up, I get to wear Jedi panties and play with lightsabers. But when he reached manhood, he received a mission to rescue a princess, but he could not do it alone. He had to have help. Help me, Galloway Kenobi. You're my only hope. Galloway Kenobi. Galloway Kenobi. All right, okay, now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. That's a first time in a long time. And I love that first time long time. What's the force, Galloway Kenobi? Well, it's many things. It's a radio station that I work for, Force Talk A20. It's also an energy field that surrounds us and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together, binds the galaxy together. Is there a dark side? of the force? And if so, did it kill my father, Galloway Kenobi? Well, the dark side of the force is something I like to call the hard line of the force. And it's led by Darth Reiner, the old gray Jedi. He betrayed and murdered not only your father, but John Rhodey and Rocco, too. You're scaring me. Follow the adventures of Grego Skywalker and Galloway Kenobi as they hire a swashbuckling pilot to take them to Alderaan. Hanson Solo. I'll take you to Alderaan. Well, I don't know. Is it a fast ship? Fast ship? You mean you haven't heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? Well, she's the ship that made the Dallas to Addison Beer run less than 12 parsecs. She's fast enough for you, old man. We know that. What's the cargo? Well, you got me, the hammer, two droids, and no questions asked. Well, now that's the real trick, isn't it? And it's going to cost you extra $500,000 a year because of a good kid who wants it all in advance. You'll be on the edge of your seat as the whole crew blasts into the Death Star to rescue a nubile beauty, Sports Princess Leia. Sports Princess Leia, I'm R.G. Grego Skywalker, and I'm here to rescue you. Ooh, so that's the brutal Scoopy. You must be a rich guy. But aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Aren't you a little fat to be a princess? You'll be amazed and surprised at the final showdown between goodness and the dark evil of Darth Reiner. Ah, yes, we meet again at last, Galloway Kenobi. In the old days, you were the number one rated show, and I was but a spare at the zoo. But now, you were the lower rated show in Men 2554, and I am the master. Only a master of meaningless minor league stats, Darth Reiner. If you strike me down, I will only become more drunker than you can possibly imagine, Darth Ryder. Get away! Hmm. Well now, Grego Skywalker, come with me and learn the ways of the Hardline. And we can rule the galaxy together, or at least the next nearest ADI. But what about my father, Darth Ryan? Sergeant R.G. Williams retired. You killed him. You killed my father. No, Grego. I am your father, and your way is through me and through the hard line. I love you, Darth Rhines. I love you. I love you too, Grego. But you're so old and close to dying, I'm afraid to love. Remove my helmet, Grego. 
I want to kiss you with my own lips. Absolutely. Yes, it's Spare Wars, the adventure of a lifetime. A film that will change your life. Peter Travers says Spare Wars is the biggest waste of time since Rolling Screenless. Siskel and Ebert says one thumbs up, one thumbs decaying. And Barry Horn says nothing as usual. It's Spare Wars, also starring Chris Arnold as Lando Arnold Christian. Yeah, me and Yoda and Sam Perkins go way back. And the magical, mystical Sweet Sweet as Georgie the Hutt. Black trim's not that bad. Yeah. Fake Ken Hitchcock as R2-D2. Deedle, 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 Carbo and Keener organization. I'm going to shunt down all the garbage compactors on the detention level. Deedle, deedle. And introducing Leon Simon as the droid fluent in over six billion forms of communication, C-3PO. Including English. To be a droid, you gotta go against Jawas and Ewoks and Tondines and Banthas. That's a no-go, no-show. Utabata Solo. Have it to be with that. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll leave after Junior Miller stinks up the theater. That is so ridiculous. It's Spare Wars. May the force be with you. Sparing you to death at a theater near you. You have agreed to do something to have a bit of a science experiment, and I think this is going to be so great, not only for you, but for the listening pleasure. This is going to be great for me. I think you'll derive What's in this for me. I think you'll derive quite a bit of you'll be surprised, let's put it that way. All right. Mike has agreed to watch and review Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars. 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 After 40 years, <laughs> 40 sounds so weird. Fancy with a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Mike will sit down and watch Star Wars. If he can find the time. Okay, that was the funniest line of the meeting is he's trying to kind of figure out a way out of it. He's got tonight. Tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday morning, if he chooses. Yeah. To find the time. This is a man who lives alone, mm-hmm. who has no dependents whatsoever, who has no pets. Works who four, goes to four work, hours a day. Who goes to work at two. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to sell us on, I don't know if I'll have the time <laughs> he's got to find the time it's a very busy week oh god it is name one thing that's going to take up time for you this week what do you got going on yeah let's go over your palm pilot agenda um yeah exactly um there's gonna be guys night out oh we're done at eight <laughs> keep fishing no, I'll find the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it really was nothing. <laughs> so you have to bring up your DVD tomorrow? Yeah, I'll bring up my uh, my cherished DVD of... Har, har. He's going to lose it. Star Wars. No, I'm not. Anytime that you loan something to somebody, you assume that you're just giving it to them. Yeah, and you know no, what? No, no, I'm not. I think I'm, I have it on... I'm going to lose it. ...in multiple formats, too, so if he does, in fact, lose it. I mean, I lost your office DVDs. I'm still pissed about that. You shouldn't have given them to me. I know. That was your fault. I know, and it was 15 years ago. And they really did just disappear. I'm like, 
don't know. I watched. I, gave you a book. I watched them. I gave you a book too that you never read. Which book? Joe by Larry Brown. Yeah. Never see that again. No, you won't. No. And he, I guarantee you, he never. You never read it. He never you? even opened it up. I don't like book. But uh, don't you like books? You need books. Books are, are good. All right, if I watch this, will you read a book? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll read books, but this is more important than book. No one wants to but hear me. You have me, to read a book of Mike's choice. No one wants to hear me review the Bruce Springsteen story or whatever he's going to pick for me. I hate books. The Todd Rundgren saga or something like that. <laughs> this yeah, is great, though. That would be about like you reading the Todd Rundgren saga. <laughs> saga. <laughs> This is going to be great. I'm telling you, the masses are going to love this. Oh I'm going to love this. I want. To, I really am wildly curious to hear what you think. Because it's not, I don't know what you think it is, but it's not. I'm just going to tell you that. It is so much fun. If you can put yourself in the role of a 7 to 13 year old kid. Which I can't do. Just try. It's not even that. You don't have to do that. I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's. It's easy to like, and but I want I want you to take. Right, but you know this is not my bag. This whole space thing. <laughs> it's so much more than space. Yeah, it's more than space. It's, it's not. What do I need to do to get behind this tie? D- turn on your DVR or yeah, your DVD. Yeah, press play. play. Yeah, very easy. Just watch it. And I want you to take notes. Not no. I don't want you to take notes. I want you to write down questions that you have, so you'll be prepared for the next day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there will be questions. What is a Jawa? <laughs> Jawa. Is Ebola just a form of AIDS? <laughs> that's what we're going to get. It's going to be pretty basic stuff, probably. No, that's fine. That's totally cool. Is tattooing real? <laughs> <laughs> what if that's his first question? I'm looking forward to all of the questions. Well, yeah, so that'll be Thursday. Uh, we're looking forward to. I'm sure it'll maybe take a couple of segments oh, to, yes. to completely dig into it. This is before we go to the Super Bowl, so this is yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to get this. We got to get this done. And you know what? Who knows? This may be the start of nine magical movies for him. What if he loves it so much he can't wait to watch Empire? I, I know when he shows up wearing yeah. like gear and stuff like that, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens with it. I want a space blaster. Well, now the time has come, Michael, for you to review a movie that came out about 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. That little film has since grossed all the money in the world. And that little film has spawned a franchise that is untouchable in the world of cinema. Mm-hmm. And that is Star Wars. Star Wars. I knew this day would come. Boy, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't think he would ever capitulate and watch this. Now, let's go back to 1977 and where you were in life and where you were concerning this thing, this little thing called Star Wars. Um, I was aware of Star Wars, but... Number one, it wasn't my bag film-wise, for sure. Right. Um, my pop culture literacy at that time was about, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe 50% more than what it was in my dark period. 
<laughs> I was aware of some things, but I, I don't know. I kind of stayed in, in my own traffic lane and didn't wander outside the bounds too much. See, I think, and Danny, see if you agree with this, I think he was at that age, 27, when it came out. That is the absolute, like, that is that is the worst age to be at when, when that movie came out. Because 10 years younger at 17, you still could have gone and seen it. Ten years older at thirty-seven, you're taking your kid. You're taking your kid, which my dad did. Yeah, you know. So you were in that middle ground of people that age. I guarantee you, probably eighty-five percent of the twenty-five to twenty-seven-year-olds in the country didn't want to see it because that is the most uncool thing in the world at the time. Well, yeah. first of all, you, and, the, it was overhyped, like ridiculous. I mean, probably the hype was proportionate to where it needed to be, but to people at that at that age. They're looking at that going, really? How can it be this great? And number two, it's for babies. And I don't think I was alone. I no, think there were any number of, of my peers, my demographical peers at that time, who were right there with me on this. I mean, I watch them now, and if I don't watch these movies through a child's eye, they're stupid. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Not, I mean, stupid? Well, it's not, not stupid. Corby, if it weren't for the fact that I was seven, eight, nine, however years old when it came out when I saw it, I don't think that if I saw the first one right now, I, I don't think I'd be just itching to see The Empire Strikes Back. But you know what, though? It's impossible to say it that. It is, but it's just a gut feeling. Cause that's not the kind of movie that, that I would. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a movie for kids. It really is. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I had. It's good. I had a lot of thoughts about this film as I was watching it. But I didn't really think it was stupid, you know? Okay, well let's let's start then. Let's start the process. What you knew I mean you knew enough. I mean you were aware of who was in it. You were aware of Darth Vader, you were aware of Han Solo and Chewbacca. You'd heard these names before. I'd heard those names and I'd heard as I found out as I was watching the film just all manner of phrases and things from that film that have made their way into pop culture vernacular like may the force be with you yeah right like that and so so much more grab him by the <laughs> <not that>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's i don't recall hearing that in there but maybe i did let me hear your general overview before we start getting into specific ticks uh just what i thought of the film in general yes um, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I was not blown away by it. Um, there was some parts of it that I found to be rather mundane, and I had a real hard time fitting everything together as to who was what to whom and everything at the start. But by the time it, I was done with it, it had come together pretty well, and I kind of got how it all fit and everything. You were confused on you weren't confused on who was good and who was evil. That was pretty 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 evident. I was confused on the whole thing for probably about the first 45 minutes. <laughs> were you yeah, really? Yeah. So you didn't understand that Luke was a kid living with his aunt and uncle in a desert? Yeah, what are you but, doing here? But that was that was so disjointed from everything else. You know? But and that's the uh, beginning of the story. What? Right. That's kind of the beginning of the well, yeah, story. Well, yeah, I know it's kind of the beginning of the story, but soon they veer away from that and they come back to it, right? Well, I mean, his parents die. 
or his aunt and uncle. Our aunt and uncle die, and uh, after he goes, you know, off on a land speeder, and and then you have this mysterious kid, which you know there's something special about him, and it's really his journey to find his place in the universe, which he is the chosen one, essentially. And it's kind of a happy accident that he's even involved in it at all, right? Kind of, yeah, right. Uh, did you understand the Obi-Wan Kenobi I loved Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he was my favorite part of the whole thing. Why? Because he's know, your age? I, I just liked him. surly old man? I just liked him. There was something very cool about Sir Alec Guinness, even back then, as a kid. You know, I mean, I really wasn't into the older dudes. But there, he just had this presence about him, and you knew that he was incredibly special in the grand scheme of things. It was a gentle power. Maybe because I'm watching it at this stage of life, but (laughs) for whatever reason, I really got my head around him. I was really into him. And I was sorry that he met his unfortunate demise in this thing. It was sad, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it was. Yes. It was. Damn right it was sad. Uh, Am I getting this right so far? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Yeah. you are. Uh, What did you think of Darth Vader? As far as being um, an evil, son-of-a-bitch, iconic bad guy in film. I thought he would be scarier and worse than he seemed. I mean, I, I was expect for, for all I've heard of him and for people who have been compared to him, you know, outside of that movie and just in pop culture over the years, like, they'll say so, so-and-so is the Darth Vader of such-and-such, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. For all of that, I expected him to be a lot worse than he seemed. You didn't find him to be particularly fearsome? Um, No, not really. I mean, just the fact that he would just kind of point at someone and... They'd start choking. ...rip their throat out, essentially. I was expecting worse. Was he, I mean, just not an, he wasn't an, an imposing, intimidating figure to you? And that, uh, somewhat. I was just expecting more so. Did That's you enjoy all. the voice of James Earl Jones? I always the vo- enjoy the voice of James Earl Jones. The Who fun- cannot? The funny thing is, is that uh, which I know you didn't re- know this, but that was uh, that was a late addition. Uh, Darth Vader was originally this this British guy who kind of talked like this, right, Ty? Yeah, David Prowse, the guy that was in it, the the big hunky dude. He he voiced all of that, and then they went back later and they just they listened to it and it, he was. He, there's no way it would have worked with his no. voice. I can tell you one thing. You better have this Death Star up and running soon. I mean, it was just—it was terrible. I mean, and the thing is, you know, you look at it from different eyes, just because or ears, because you know what the voice is like. But if they would have gone with that, man, you needed that voice of God, James Earl Jones, to to pull that off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Han Solo and Harrison Ford. Um. He was about like I, I thought he would be. Again, that's a name that I'd heard, and I, I wasn't sure how all of this fit together and everything. You know what he is? He So he's a bounty hunter. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And a smuggler. And a smuggler. Yes, thank you. And uh, No, he's not a bounty hunter. He's a smuggler. I don't know why I said that. Um, he's a smuggler, and so, yeah, that was his job was to help Luke. Ba- bounty hunters are looking for him. Yes. Because he yeah. owes people money. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was his gig, was to help those those folks out. But he was kind of a clearly a snake oil salesman, and, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, he was a player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, was that his Harrison Ford's first film? No. Oh, he yeah. was American Graffiti before that. Yeah. Okay. But it was very early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, 
Did you enjoy the the garbage shoot scene when they were stuck in that 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 trash shoot with the monster? And oh all that? yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of weird. I, I still hadn't put a lot of stuff together on this at that time, and I didn't see how it fit in with everything else. And I'm uh, I'm still not sure I totally get that. Well, they were getting the princess. I mean, they were you know trying to get her out of there, and and the only way to to do it was to he shot a hole into that garbage chute and away they went. It's because, the trash compactor. Yeah, because the 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 stormtroopers were getting ready to kill him, and then they went in there and that thing started to compact, and then they had the monster in there as well. Mm-hmm. And they're that sitting was... there screaming at three PO to to fix the damn thing. R two is trying to shut it down. Fix this. <laughs> Let's take a break. I want to find out what he thought of ancillary figures like droids and Wookies and the ilk. Okay. All right, cool. cool. All right, more Star Wars talk on the way. All right, as you progress, we're reviewing Star Wars. Mike saw Star Wars for the very first time in his life. And thank you for doing that, by the way. I know that that was something that you never thought you'd do a couple years ago, but I thought it'd be fun for everybody, especially me and Danny and Ty. Um, But as you made your way through, did you start to pick up on the force and what the force was is force, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, another thing that I picked up on as the movie progressed was the inherent charm of the thing. I mean, there's just some vibe about the film that is a really good vibe. Yeah, and I picked up on that. Another thing that I picked up on and just went back to repeatedly as I was watching it was the long ago ticket bit spare wars <laughs> god that kept running through my mind and i heard lines in the film that were in that that i didn't know were actual lines in the film how at did the you time. i can't you know when that thing came out whenever gordon put that together back in 1995 or something how did you even find it funny I don't know that I did then. Okay. I mean, it was just Gordon doing a lot of imitations, and Gordon doing imitations is generally it's funny, enough. funny anyway. Yeah. But as far as you know, where it all came from, I didn't really know that. But there were numerous lines that I remember from Spare Wars that just <laughs> jumped at me out at me right away when I heard him in the film. Spare Wars. Like, what was it? Help me, Obi-Wan Galloway. You're my only... Yeah, it was Galloway Kenobi. Galloway Kenobi. Galloway Kenobi. <laughs> Garth Reiner. God. Man, I would love to hear that again. We've got it. Now, somewhere. Did you find Carrie Fisher pretty foxy? Um, Yeah, I would find her foxier later on in her life, but definitely. Well, if you somehow can manage to make it through the next couple, you'll find her a lot more attractive. But, but of course, all I could think of was... The whole time was Harrison Ford's nailing that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it since that story came out. What did you think of the comic relief droids? C-3PO. C-3PO and R2-D2. Names that you've heard your whole life. Yeah. And now you get to meet them in person. I don't know. I found them kind of annoying. And I mean, C-3PO is definitely a British... He's supposed to be annoying. A British ninny. Yeah. I found both of them kind of annoying and not terribly germane to the to 
what was happening in the film. But well, I mean, although that R two D two did have all of the plans to the Death Star on his hard drive, I would consider that a pretty important he, component. He, and he yeah, saved their perhaps. ass. He saved their ass so many times. Yeah. Not only in the garbage shoot, but also with uh, activating the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but I was so annoyed by him that that I I really couldn't get around that. What about Chewbacca? Yeah. Um, same for him. What? I, I thought he was pretty annoying, too. Are you effing out of your mind? No, I'm not effing out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like Chewbacca. That's fine. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that they he said Chewbacca for the first time at the right. age of sixty. But it may be that it may be that Chewbacca mom has tilted me on him. Oh, oh Christ! I forgot about that. Did you enjoy the cantina scene when they That's went to the, a, the, the yeah, bar? Yeah, I did. I did the Star Wars bar. Yeah. 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 Okay, I know it's impossible. I did. It's it's impossible to put yourself in this mindset. But was there at any point, maybe from the beginning of the movie, that you realized or thought to yourself? How in the F did they do this in 1977? How did they make this? I mean, think about it. That's 40 years ago, those effects. And they still, I think they still hold they up. They hold up. You think? To oh, me, they do. Yeah. They look it, real. I, it's stunning. I thought they looked rather arcane myself. But I can see where in 1977 that this was quite the the technical achievement. And the music, the music, you know, the stuff that, you know, you've heard forever. Right. And there was a lot of that that I didn't realize was from Star Wars. Yeah. It's, yeah, John Williams, I mean, he made his nut off that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the main themes and everything you've heard over and over again, but there's a lot of stuff that you I've also heard a lot that I just didn't know was, that, that that's where it came from. Yeah. Probably the Imperial March. You hear that in Ranger games? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had a hunch that that might be from Star Wars. Yeah, but I didn't know for sure. And the uh, you know, anytime the Mino play the 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 Jedi music, they always play. You know, just a, it's a variation of the main theme. Yeah, it is. Luke, Luke. Use the force, Luke. You know, that's... Yeah. But I wanted to go to Dodgy Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> Help me, Galloway Kenobi. You're my only hope. Galloway Kenobi. Galloway Kenobi. All right, okay. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. That's the first time in a long time. God. <laughs> What a ridiculous bit. That was a great bit. Okay. Especially now that I kind of get it. Did you understand what they were trying to do? The the rebels, the, the good guys, what the ultimate objective was. You know, once they all got in there, and they, they had the plans to the Death Star. Like what they were doing. But the rebels had the plans to the Death Star, but didn't somebody take them away from them? They're trying to get them back. No, they got the plans, and that's that's a little the little hologram that you saw of Leia, of Princess Leia, at the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. that shot out of R two D two. Help yeah. me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Well, that yeah, that yeah. was the plans to the Death Star. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that was, and so they used those plans to blow up the Death Star. They found a weak spot. 
in the Death Star. Yeah, it's, it's a hole. It works every time. Right. Stop leaving a hole in the Death Star. Well, I mean, you find out why they did it in this latest movie. Dude, hey, God. they did that across the way. Now you could watch the prequel. God, that would be really cool. Or have him watch Rogue One. To watch Rogue One first. Now that he's seen this one. But I don't want him to do that. I'd rather him go, if he wants to, he's to go. watch him like we did. Yeah. It's like the... In English, sequence. E- English version of the Beatles albums. Yeah, you, you kind of have to. Um, all right, so you clearly can see at the end that as why they move on to the oh, next yeah, one. It's all set up. Right. right. I, I left this understanding that, you know, what was to come next. Ty, do you have anything you want to ask him? No, you've covered it all, and... I'm pleasantly surprised that he didn't completely poo-poo this. You know, when he's, I, I, I fully expected him to, to crap on it more than he did. And my only my hope was that he would say, it was okay, which is what you did yeah, say. Yeah, which is what I did say. Right. And I did say that, that I understand the charm that the movie has and the appeal that it has. Right. And also, you have to remember, too, that when they were putting this thing together, you know... Just a bunch of unknown actors at the time, relatively unknown director, that they were just trying to wield this space thing together, and that nobody that was a part of it thought it would be anything. They thought it would be nice, and you know that maybe yeah. we catch on to with certain sects of society. But imagine that thing. They were they were hoping for Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. didn't realize it would be such a global cultural phenomenon that it turned out being. Did, nope. did you like it enough that you would be willing to watch the next one? Well, maybe. You know, I, I mean, look, this is as far as films go. Mm-hmm. This whole space sci-fi thing <laughs> is is not by my bag at all. Now, I will say this: most people, including myself, yes, believe that the next one, which is The Empire Strikes Back. You know what the Empire is. That's the bad yes. guys. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's there. So we, we, right. we it's, blew it's up their, their Death Star. Right. Yes. And it's their move now. Right. So they strike back. The, the Empire Strikes Back, according to most... It's the best. ...is the absolute best of any of the films. I, I would happen to agree with that wholeheartedly. I honestly... What makes it so? And you get introduced to Colt 45's own Billy D. Williams. you damn right you do. All right. Don't hold your breath to watch him dance, though. Oh, no. Oh, it's massive head wound Tony. Um, I, I think you should give it give that one a go. Mm-hmm. And then if you're if just you, kind of nonplussed by that, then there's no reason to watch Jedi. You're, no. You're, you're just done. It's not for you. I, I wouldn't expect you to, to move on from there. Um, but I would, if you if you thought this was okay to expand it a little bit, it it is worth your time checking that out. I remember my dad. So my dad at the time would have been... 40. Probably around 40 when he saw this and he took my sister and I to it. Mm-hmm. He didn't give two S's about this thing. And I remember asking him a million questions because I didn't get it as a seven-year-old, you know, totally. And and uh, and so I'm like, hey, when, when the next one came out, I'm like, oh, my God, Empire Strikes Back is out. Can we go see it? And I remember him going... All right. <laughs> and even he left that thing going, man, that was really good. So it's... So this is the one, huh? Yeah. Well, the thing it's a is, better film. The thing is, it's not only a better film, 
but they had advanced technology so much in the three years. Well, they invented the technology. Well, yeah, and they were able to boost it yeah. um, to the point where you're like, there were so many things in there where you were just going, oh, my gosh. And you know the story originally when Lucas showed this to a group of directors, like the most um, critically acclaimed directors in Hollywood. He had a screening, a personal screening of Star Wars for the, this group of people. So like 15 guys in the room. It was like Spielberg, and I think Francis Ford Coppola was there. Yes, yeah. So he finishes the film, and mm-hmm. before it's released, he gets these guys over there and shows it to them. Because he wants to know what they think I of it. I bet Brian De Palma was there. Probably. Scorsese was in there. And so, as the legend goes, the very first scene of the movie, which is after the, the scroll, the text, mm-hmm. yeah. there is this giant ship that crosses from one point of the screen all the way to the other. That that everyone's turning around looking at each other, and it is such shock and awe and amazement that somebody could pull off something like that and make it look so real that they were so blown away, but at the same time, they were like, oh, my God. He just changed everything. What do we do now? Right. And it was back to the drawing board, you know, just not that they were going to do, you know, space movies and all that, but they had reinvented the wheel. Yeah. The, the Lucas yeah. IMG and all that. They, they had reinvented the wheel and, and uh, you know, these they felt insecure about everything. But I'm glad you saw it. Thank you for doing that. Uh, maybe in a couple weeks, you know. After the Super Bowl. Yeah, after the Super Bowl, you can check out the next one, see all what right. you think. And the thing is, there's a lot more... Would you say there's a lot more action in the second well, one, there's too? A, there's a lot of... Um, the story really, really unfolds. Yeah, and, it does. And, and the connections start to be made that are going to probably surprise you. Okay. We'll see if uh, we can get that up and fly and see what happens with it. All right. Last night, though, I watched something else. Actually, the previous two nights, I watched something else. Man, he watched it. Tw- he liked it so much, he watched it twice. That's not, not entirely, entirely true. true. Oh, well, why did you watch it twice? Um, the first night, I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> On a Tuesday. What are yeah. you doing here? At home. Just At sitting home? around drinking. Whoa. The sea cow influence. God, man. You haven't been the same since ticket stock. I know. But I figured I better watch it again last night. <laughs> Sober. Just, just to make sure I absorbed as much of it as I possibly could. So, I watched the second in the Star Wars series last night, The Empire Strikes Back. What most call the crown jewel of the Star Wars first trilogy. Now, let's revisit quickly. For those of them that don't know, those of you that don't know, Mike is reviewing the Star Wars trilogy. And he did, what, the the first one about a month ago? Yeah, thereabouts. And what was your overview? He was like, it's okay. It's okay. Did you? I think it was before Christmas, wasn't it, that he watched this? Okay, whatever. Yeah. it's it, It's been less than a year. Yes. I've been drinking since then, so I can't remember. Um, and you just, you didn't think it was great. You didn't think it sucked. Yeah, it, it was, was okay. okay. It had a certain charm to it. Mm-hmm. I kind of you, you could got, see why people liked it. Yeah, I kind of get why people like it. I don't know if I get why it causes the level of fanaticism that it does, but okay. I mean, th- these 
this whole genre is not really my bag to begin with. Yeah, but it's also place and time. It was a cultural phenomenon at that time, you know, in the late 70s and mid-70s. So it was time and place more than anything, I think. You know, because it was revolutionary from a technical standpoint. It was the first of its kind. Yeah. Um, on, on a thousand different fronts. And it just struck a chord for that time and that generation. And here we are. And then, Even all that, I can see it. Here we are a hundred years later, and it's still going strong. Well, and funny enough, here we are in 2017, and Mike is watching The Empire Strikes Back, feasting his eyes upon it for the first time ever. Now, let's start at the beginning, Mike. Do we want to hear his general overview before we start taking breaking this down? Because i got a million questions for him. <sighs> I really don't know how to go with this. Well, just ask some questions. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, they're out there on this remote space station, mm -hmm. and Luke is out there in the snow. Yeah. On his little animal. Do you remember the name of the animal he was on? Um, No, I don't, but it didn't uh, end well for him. That was a tauntaun. Yeah, okay. And it made weird noises, kind of like a lamb. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some other things that make bad. weird noises that I, that I want to ask you guys about, too, but okay. go ahead. All right. Um, did you find that scene of Han Solo, Harrison Ford, going out in the middle of the night to go look for his friend and the subsequent rescue, which, you know, bite was bisected by him fighting off the, the snowman using the force or yes. whatever that thing was. Mm -hmm. The Wampa. The wa Thank you, Ty. The Wampa. Did you find all that to be a really cool beginning of the movie? Yeah, it was a pretty good start for it, yeah. I thought. Did you like how he had to open up the tauntaun so Luke could stay warm yes. in its guts? Yes. That was pretty he awesome, right? put on the tauntaun. Did you enjoy the line of, I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That one stood out. And, uh, yeah, and so you, you got the sense that Luke had progressed in his training of, of becoming a Jedi. It's he a was, much more mature Star Wars. Yeah. It's a little bit more Star Wars for grown-ups than kids. You know what the weird part was, too, when I was a kid? Is that those next two movies, those three stars aged. They looked so much older to me. Well, Mark Hamill had a really bad car accident before they started filming, to the point where he almost died, and he had those big scars, and they had to write that in to explain why he was so scarred up. Yeah, but they all looked older to me. Yeah. D Leia, you know, probably because she was way into drugs, and that aged her a little bit, and Harrison Ford just looked like an older man to me. But it was a definitely, yes, it was a grown-up feeling mm -hmm. from these people being kids almost. When I think of Harrison Ford today, though, I think of the guy who's married to Ali McBeal. I think of the guy that almost took out a 747 a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the air. So you had that beginning, and then you have Luke saying, it's time for me to complete my training. Yeah. And off he goes. Right. Now, were you aware at all of what was to come and the character known as Yoda? Had you ever heard of Yoda? I had heard of Yoda. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I was not terribly familiar, familiar with Yoda, but I had heard of it. 
And one of the reasons I was, I had, was because some years back, somebody put my face on Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> like in a picture. Yeah. Not in real life. Somebody thought it would be funny to do that, and they did it. So did you know immediately that when he found that little man that that was Yoda? No, no, I didn't. You didn't know? Okay. I did not. Okay. The lady friend had to coach me on this a little bit. All right. Did she tell you right? She didn't tell you, did she? Tell me what? She wasn't spoiling it for you? No, 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 no. All right. I mean, she would only say something when I asked. It was just to keep me, you know, online. Usually he was asking for a refill on his drink. Oh, of course. Can I get a topper? His Manhattan was just running a little bit low. Uh, did you like that scene though? The training scene and and with Yoda and and all that. Did that was that pretty cool? <laughs> was that pretty cool, little buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Let me just insert a couple of general thoughts about this. Okay. Number one. They really ramped the game up a little bit on their special effects. No doubt. They learned so much. For sure. After that first episode, and they waited, what was it, three years, years. Ty? Yeah, three years. The technology that they invented. Yeah. This was all their own doing. Yeah. You could tell that from one to two. They had taken a pretty big step forward there. Right. And anyway, all right, let's, let's just question me further here. Okay. So did that scene um, at the end of his training when Yoda told him to go into the cave and face his fears, he had to face yeah. whatever his darkest fears was. When I was a kid, nothing scared me more than him encountering Darth Vader in there. And it's hard for me to you know look back at that now because I've seen it so many times. But I thought that scene of because I thought it was him as a kid. Did you guys not think that at when you were time, kid? Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh my god, no, <laughs> not here. But all right, let me say something about Darth Vader. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. This is amazing. Did you ever way. think you would hear those words? No, hell this no. Is such a great day. <laughs> he really wasn't as terrible and fearsome as I imagined he would be. But it, was he more fearsome in this one than he was in the first one? Because I know you kind of thought of him as kind of like, eh, in, in, in um, A New Hope. Only slightly. Okay. I mean, I was you You hear so much about him in that way that I, I thought he'd be a, a real unreasonable, hard-ass meanie, but he... He is! He's the worst guy ever! He doesn't come off that bad to me. <laughs> he feels a kindred spirit to in Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. yes. Kind of a good guy. Yeah. You know? would like to go drinking with him sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but he hadn't completed his training. And, and, like, you know, he leaves because he knows that uh, you know his friends are in danger. And he senses that. And it's time for him to get the hell out of there. And he's warned that don't do this, man. Don't cut this yeah, ass short. No, right. you were not ready yet. Right. And he felt that he was... As ready as he was going to be. Um, did you find the the constant back and forth with a dead person in Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit weird? Well, in view of the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi was my favorite character in the, the first episode, I was yeah. kind of glad to get him back in there any way possible. No matter what form yeah. it was. Yeah. No matter if it was Chubbs. <laughs> but 
I don't know. I wouldn't say I found it weird. I, I, I guess in Star Wars, I, I'm looking at this, you know, with a, a an empty easel. Anything, right? Possible, right. You know? and, when, and when he said in the first one, when Obi Wan was killed by Vader, and he pulls the lightsaber in and says, "You strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you ever imagined." Yeah. I loved Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> That's what it was. That's why he was more yeah. powerful because he could give this. Advice from from the moon, wherever the hell yeah. he came. Run, Luke, run. run, use the force. Why am I a beetle? He because he was a beetle, basically. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of Billy D. Williams, the Colt Forty Five dude? Is Lando? Yeah. Um. Do you remember his name? Um. His full name, Lando. Lando. Caramicio or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> Close. There he is. What is it? Lando Calrissian. Calrissian. Yeah, Calrissian. That's right. <laughs> Caramicio. Is that a coach for the Trailblazers? <laughs> oh, boy. Did you enjoy that? His little... Hey, anytime you could work Billy D. Williams into anything, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh... I liked him. He was instantly a favorite of the fandom back in the day. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of the Colt 45 thing. Was he already doing that? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. He was, okay. Sure. All right. Man, I loved him. To my recollection, he was. That was the 70s, the Colt 45 stuff, right? Or was oh, yeah. it after that? It had to have been the 70s. Okay. But what did he do before Star Wars? Black movies, yeah, black exploitation. He was a black exploitation guy. Yeah, I think so. Like Fred Williamson and yeah. Pam yeah. Greer and all that. So. Rudy Ray Moore. Except I never could really get an a- adequate handle, and I'm still kind of confused on whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's a good guy. He's a bad dude that he basically won that planet or that that station in a poker game, right, Ty? Yes. That that's how he acquired that, and he was poker in Star Wars, well, some type of <laughs> space gambling. space poker. But he was a bad guy, and there was bad. There's no doubt he was doing illegal things he's on that planet. He's a bad guy, like Han Solo's a bad guy, right? They but he's got good, a big heart. Yeah, he's got a good heart, and he got blackmailed or coerced into doing the bad thing that he did by right. the Vader. Empire. But then tried to make up for it as best he could. Yes, he did. Tried to right his wrong. All right, let's take a break because I want to get his views on the last, you know, thirty minutes, the the climactic ending with the fight between Vader and, and the, the and the, infor- revo- and the the information that's revealed. Yes, the revelation. Yeah. This guy says hearing Mike praise Darth Vader is like hearing Trump praise Putin. <laughs> I'll take that. Oh, man. All right. So we're in the middle of Mike reviewing The Empire Strikes Back. He's never seen it before. Saw Star Wars a couple months ago, and now we're in part two for Empire. So overall, before we get to the last 30 minutes or so of the movie, did you enjoy this more than you did the original? No, I don't think I did. And I don't, don't really get why it's considered better. Than the original by you big Star Wars heads. Just hearing you talk and describe the movie sounds like you liked, you it, liked better. it better. You have more th- good things to say about as we break it down yeah. part by part. So on the other hand, I watched it twice, once when I wasn't drinking. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. We are, Get down on it. We are worried about you. Drunk Star Wars. 
all right, so let's get to the to the last thirty minutes when finally you have what Star Wars fans were really waiting on until that moment, and that is the confrontation between Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. the young Jedi, mm-hmm. and Darth Vader. And you knew enough about Vader at that point, and you knew enough about Luke at that point from a father's standpoint, or lack thereof. And I can't, again, I can't remember as a kid what I knew or didn't know going into it. Can you put yourself back in that place and think whether or not you knew what was coming? No, I didn't know, man. It, when, when he issued the line, I, I, just, I, among everybody else in the theater, just gasped. Yes. When he starts saying, search your feelings... Search your feelings. Did you have any idea that that was coming? I kind of did. You did? Yeah. Did, no, is it, did you know it from just no, absorbing no, it or no. just the way it was building up? I, just the way it was building up. I think as an adult, you would recognize that. I think we were small enough to where... I was like 11 or 12. No, I know, but you still don't get a lot mm-hmm. of things... No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. of that. Right. Well, there are those who would say I'm 11 or 12, too. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, but, did, I mean, was that a... Qu- I like dinosaurs. To me, I still think of that scene of when... Oh, God, we're not even... We haven't even gotten to the part of, of Han Solo being frozen and Jabba the Hutt being introduced. Now, what would you think of that? Do you like Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. It, it, it's really neat to finally do the name face thing with all these pop culture references <laughs> that I've heard all these right, years. Right. I bet. This. I bet. How did you go through life when people go, man, that chick looks like Jabba the Hutt? You're just kind of like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I had no idea what <laughs> they were talking saying. about. Yeah, whatever. Um. Uh, but yeah, that was to me, that was another stroke of Lucasfilm genius because, and there, you know, there are documentaries where they show you how Jabba the Hutt worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a living, breathing thing. It wasn't this CGI type thing. That really Jabba didn't. actually was in Return of the Jedi. Oh, God, am I... That's the beginning? Oh, that's the beginning, right. So, wait, they froze him, and then they met Jabba, and... Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Spoiler alert. So he wasn't in this? He was mentioned a lot, right? Yes, and you pro- he probably saw him if if you gave him the the special edition where they did the CGI Jabba in Star Wars. I gave him the whatever the new trilogy Blu-ray is. Yeah. so there's a chance. So that is he in that? Mary. Yeah, I, remember I saw something be. that I wound up thinking was him. Was the it big a big snail-looking slug. slug guy? Yeah, yeah, he is in that one. The one that they added all the dumb extra scenes. At to. what point is he in it though? Because I don't remember seeing that, and I've I've seen the in the first one. It's when Han Solo is going back to get the Millennium Falcon ready for Luke and. Ben to show up and then to to leave to go to Alderaan, and they added that scene where they put in the CGI Jabba yep. where he confronts him and tells him that if he doesn't That's pay him right. his money, he'll put a bounty on his head. That's and right. Boba Fett ends up capturing him, right? Yes. Freezes his so, ass. So that now, you Boba, did see him. Now Boba Fett's in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Not Jabba, Boba. All right. Question. Yeah. What is Ben? Exactly. Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. That's his. That's and so, his he uh, didn't go by Obi Wan. Pseudonym. Oh, okay. Okay. Like in the Obi Wan's his Jedi name, but in A New Hope he went by Ben. Remember, because in the if you remember, he asked him who Obi Wan can Obi Wan. That's a name I haven't heard in years. Yeah, he went by Ben. It's the same person. It's it's Alec Guinness. Okay. Yeah, and Luke called him Ben. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. All right. So who's Ben? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that fight, though, when. 
you know, basically he traps Luke in the same place that he trapped uh, Han, correct? Like, Luke backs up into that... The freezing chamber. Yeah, into the freezing chamber. And from that moment on, I thought that that fight was pretty spectacular between the two of them before the reveal. Right. Like, it was really cool. Now, it's not like it is today where basically not only do you have just basic lightsaber battles, everything's kung fu based. They're bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little more simple, but still... That was a kick-ass fight for its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. it and, good. I mean, but but even though you could feel that coming on, were you like, wow, that's Luke's father? That, uh, I, I thought things might be headed that way, but I didn't know there was going to be a big reveal like that. Right. With his arm cut off and all that. Yeah. And sitting there and, I'll never follow you! Or whatever he said. I don't know. That's grab him by the. P- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. On the whole, I didn't. It, there, there was something that the first one had that I don't think this had quite as much. I, I think it was just the the charm and innocence of the whole thing. Because, like, when it first came out, if I understand things right, they had no idea that that this was going to take on the. Zero. Significance that it did, right? I mean, they had plans for more movies, but they didn't think it was going to take on the cultural significance that it did. Mm-hmm. Their hope was yeah, that, yes. Was, I don't know. There's just kind of a, I guess, an innocence, if you will, in the first one that I didn't pick up on so much this time around. And I'll bet it gets harder and harder to recapture to, that to recapture that as the series goes on it's That's what it usually is with this stuff. it's got a darker more serious tone to it yeah yeah well, it's it, why it, a lot it, of people it, like it more i think it, it definitely had that it's because it's the middle act and they were building to something and you didn't get the payoff you got in star wars where you had the death star blowing up and i, I don't know about you when i was a little kid and the movie's over and you're like what I, yeah i don't get a resolution for three years right and that was Part of you know being a little kid that like when you just see him being picked up at the bottom of uh, of whatever that planet is bottom. or whatever that station is, and you're like, wow, that's that is it. That's that's really it. And yep. the only, but I mean, it's not like the the Death Star blowing up, but just the reveal of Vader was enough. That was enough to just be like, oh my god, how did anybody keep that a secret too at school when kids went and saw that? You know. All right, now, can I tell you three things I found annoying? Yes. Yes. One was Chewbacca. You hate Chewbacca. Yeah. Why you do you hate, hate him? him? I don't hate him. I just find him a little bit annoying. I understand his purpose. He's kind of he's kind of the heavy. But he does nothing except make noises like that. <laughs> he can't speak, Mike. He's a, 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 a okay, basic well, gorilla. Okay, okay, then make him mute. Don't have him running around making noises. The other was R2-D2. You hate R2-D2? Well, I don't hate him, but it bothers me a little bit that he just consistently slides around making computer sounds. (laughs) (laughs) And if you believe an actor got paid to sit in that thing and turn the head, that was... Yeah, there's a human being in there. To slide around and, and make, make computer, computer sounds. <laughs> yeah. Computer noises? Sounds. Sounds, yeah. That's his main function? 
<laughs> but you desperately need him. He is so important to the story. What purpose does he serve? What's he doing He's, for anybody? Well, first off, in the first one, you forget he got them out of of that uh, of the garbage dump when the that trash compactor. Yeah, the trash compactor when they were all stuck in there, and the yeah. water and the creature was in there. He's the one that that made the walls go back. He's the one carrying the Death Star plans. Yes, right. he's carrying the Death Star plans. He's the one that showed them initially. He's the one that that activated the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon. Yes. He is very central to it. He also... Yeah, no, that's right. He did, he did do that. Yes. He was flying with Luke in the Death Star. Helping, I mean, when they the blew X-wing up the Death Star. And the, yeah, he was his robot his helping him out. pilot man. Yeah. He's very important to the story and continues to be. He's I mean, probably the most functional character in the whole damn thing as C- far as contributing something. I'm surprised C-3PO didn't... Well, he did too. <laughs> Yeah, was hold that on. The, was that the third thing? That's the third so thing. Chewbacca, R2D. You don't like non-humans in this thing, right? Pretty much. Yes, don't forget we... pajama gram. <laughs> I mean, I understand CPO3's function, but there was just a... Is that not right? No, you got it right. You're close. Close enough. Oh, my God. But there was just a lot of it. I mean, he doesn't know when to shut up. No, he doesn't. You know, he's, he's kind of a ninny. Yeah, he's the overtalker. I think he's gay. I think he's a gay robot. Maybe so. Gay, gay, tenden- gay tendencies, at least. The effeminate, or, or yeah, effeminate gold robot. So what's your review on C-3PO? I don't know. He just kind of bugged me because of that. He doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> I mean, just he's consistently commentating on everything that's going on. When a lot of that stuff doesn't require that, you see it. I know why you don't like him because he loves engaging in small talk and chit chat. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he does, and he's small British. Small talk and chit chat. <laughs> Man, I never thought that I would hear him say though that Vader wasn't that imposing of a of a figure. That Chewbacca, but you love animals too. Chewbacca's like he's, he's a the sweet, perfect he's hybrid a puppy dog. He's so nice, but well, he's strong and. He's protective. Loy- very loyal. If he, makes, if he just didn't make such noises, the good puppy dog doesn't make noises like that. He can't speak. He but, does speak. Well, that, he and, speaks and, in, in Wookiee. And Han understands it. Yes. You know, Han can understand everything he says. Yeah. That's so his best that, friend. I guess that makes him necessary to the thing. He's very necessary. And he's got a crossbow. And he's got the Rambo bullets and mm-hmm. all that. He's a badass. And you know who plays him? guy named Peter Mayhew who lives here. Yes. That I do know. The old seven-footer that lives here. Yeah. We brought him up here before, haven't we? Wasn't he on the Bob and Dan show or something? Yes. Yeah, we had him. When I was working with Chris, we had him up, too. Yeah. I'm not sure he's getting around very well anymore, is he? No, he's uh, he's very limited. Yeah. That's what happens mm. to a seven-footer. What did footer. you think about in the beginning, those giant walking robots that they had to fly cords around their legs to get them to fall over? In the snow? The bad guys that had the big thing. The Imperial Walkers? Remember them? Yeah. They were just long-legged things with, like, little cars on top, basically. (laughs) And they walked. And then, you know, they looked very... When I first saw those, I was like, oh, how are you ever going to get those down? When they see them coming out of their their long-range binoculars? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what they are. Okay, where's this going now? How are they going to... How are they going to get those guys down from there? Pretty badass, though. They flew around it with a yeah, little wire. Table. Yeah. Just tripped them. Simple physics. So uh, a scale to 1 to 10, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a, I'll give it a B plus. 
No, no, I think I. Here we go. I, I think I okay. just give it a B. Okay. No, no, I, I, I give it a B plus. All right, so let's just say before the compound in May, you can watch Return of the Jedi, and then you'll be done. You can be done. We're not going to ask you to start this new mess. Although, no, not the other three, but Screw like those. But maybe Force Awakens at some Force point. Force Awakens and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Force. All right. Good job, Mike. More Star Wars. Good job. A couple months ago, we had you, the man, the only man that I know, that has never seen any of the Star Wars movie, start the original trilogy. And so you reviewed episode four, A New Hope, which was the first one. Why did they do that? Why do they make things so confusing? Oh, well, that confusing. Yeah, I know. That was episode four? R- see? We've been over this. Confusing, right? Even though it's the first, it's episode four. Then you review The Empire Strikes Back, and now it is time, Michael, for you to review <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars. Yes. Where... We find the gang trying to save our hero, Han Solo, from the evil Jabba the Hutt. And from there, onward we go. Yes. So the floor is yours. As is the case with the other two, I went into this. With as much an open mind as I could possibly have, given my previous strong prejudices against this entire thing. You can leave it up. So I tried to go in with an open mind and a willing heart. And I came away thinking, should I just tell you tell you what I thought about it right up top here? Let me guess. Let's go, man. My guess is, it's okay. That's my guess of what your review is. I'm not going to guess. My guess is... Or your review? Or my, yeah, my review is... It's okay. <laughs> but... But... I liked it better than the other two. You did? I did. Really? Yeah. That's a first. That's usually the worst out of the three for most people. Yeah, what about this one did you like better than the other two? Well, for one thing, I guess because I had a little bit of background in it, it was much, much easier to keep tabs on who everybody was and what was going on. Like you were aware of who Weird Bear was? What are you doing here? Weird Bear? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know who Larry Skywalker is now? Yeah, I know who Larry Skywalker is, and I kind of have a little bit better sense of how it all fits together. (laughs) What? Are you laughing? Weird placement of that. What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and I have a little bit better sense of how it all fits together, and the whole thing just was was. I, I could process it in a far more linear fashion than I could either of the other two. Yeah, right. That makes sense totally. Um. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Because as I said, this was about trying, in the beginning at least, trying to save Han Solo yeah. from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. 
Now, I can't remember which version of Empire I gave you, because, Ty, in the updated Empire, didn't they show Jabba? Yes. Like the re- the, re- the the ones that Lucas redid? No, they showed him in the, the updated versions of A New Hope. Oh, okay, okay. Not okay. in Empire. Okay. So, this was probably your first first time you've seen yeah. that blob of a right. thing, right? Right. There are a good number of blobs of things in this in this one. Yeah. So, did you like the the scene where they actually save him, where Leia's all dressed up and very little? Yes. How old Carrie Fisher yeah, look she, to you? She ran around in that outfit a good bit in this thing. Can you understand now why boys of our age gravitated toward her that were about 12 when that thing came out right we were about 12 13 yeah about 13 no why we i always thought she was pretty foxy anyway yeah but you never saw her like that no she wasn't dressed like that and when harry met sally you know yeah that was like i i mean that was like the first thing walking out of that theater was like god it was amazing what a greatest movie of all time and then my buddy's like dude Carrie Fisher. I'm like, She's your girl's hottest. Yes, that's exactly what we were saying. <laughs> but could you tell that uh, the technology had even improved since Empire? Yeah, there are incremental steps in the improvement of technology in all three of these. Right. And you can, I mean, it, and it's very obvious they want to show off their new toys, right? Yeah, yeah. They got new toys and they like playing with them. However, they... Did a great job of staying true to what the thing's all about. Right. Um, all right, so... Did you like the big uh, blaster slash saber fight that had the big cone in the mouth in the desert thing? Yeah. That was a really bad explanation of what I was what trying to say. What the hell were you <laughs> trying to explain? About? After they get Han out and they're... they're this is when that... they actually save him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that thing where it's outside in that desert and it's got that conical thing in the ground. The monster crater, Sarlacc. And there's, a, and there's a monster in the ground with a mouth. Yeah. Did you like that? That was pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> now, my biggest question on this, though. Yes. Go ahead. I want questions. Okay. What were all those little monkey-like creatures that were running around <laughs> called? It was the Ewoks. We told you you'd love the Ewoks. And they were speaking Ewokies. Is that right? I guess. What were all those little monkeys? <laughs> that's a good question, yes. And for a lot of people, that's kind of what ruined the movie. Because it got too cutesy. Yeah, it got too, you know, they had yeah, a bunch of midgets. Was, and yeah, I could see that. It was George trying to make something that he thought he could sell. That it would appeal to the kids right. and they could go buy something. And at the time, I didn't mind it. Like, yeah. As a kid, I didn't really mind it that much. I thought it was pretty ridiculous, but still, they were unnecessary. Yeah, they were in the yeah, grand scheme of things. I they were. Dis- I mean, as a novice, I thought it distracted pretty strongly from the story. Right? No, it did. George likes to show how things like that can can go, can uh, accomplish anything, and that's what he. And it, unfortunately, it came out to be the Ewoks. He could have found much better creatures or something that show that yeah nature or things that aren't as technologically advanced can can overcome but in the end it just makes it look kind of corny kind of cheesy yeah did you the thing that i remember the most as a kid that shocked me from the transition to uh first second to third was the aging of luke 
because he'd gotten in that that accident. Mm-hmm. Was it a car wreck or a motorcycle wreck? Yeah, in fact, it was right as the original Star Wars was coming out. He got in a really bad car wreck where he almost died, and they had to. Mark Hamill did. Yeah, yeah. Had, they had to do tons of plastic surgery on his face. And he, especially in this third one, he looked so much different. He wasn't. He didn't look like a kid anymore. Yeah, he looked weathered. Yeah, he really did. And but wasn't it cool to see a nearly fully finished badass Jedi that wasn't in training anymore, that all the powers that was, you know, mind effing everybody. And I love the confrontation between him and Darth. <laughs> you did? Wasn't that great? Yeah. I was very tense. Yeah, it was. I I, I like Darth the way they used him. He, he was far more a player in this than he seemed to be in, in either of the other two. I mean, you knew he was there. Did he get more screen time in the third one? Man, it seemed like he did. He, Definitely. He did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that third one. Like, it's probably been... Yeah, it's been a while. Six or seven years since I've taken a look at that third one. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, just the... Because you didn't, you didn't find him to be too terribly evil in those first two. Like, it didn't resonate why this guy was thought of as the greatest villain in movie history. No. Not, not in the first two, but you got a little bit better sense of that in this one. He's a real son of a bitch. Yeah. And he was letting people know about it, too. <laughs> All right. How, how did you feel about the revelation that Luke had a sister? Sister? Um, I was surprised by that. Good. I was, too. That's what That was the idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A and, surprising revelation. And, and by the way, you know how any time on this station, you've not been aware of this, but any time on this station when someone was like, yeah, so my sister, blah, 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 and every time every someone time. goes... Sister. Yeah. That's just I from that. It. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. from that. Yeah, I saw that in that golden bulb of enlightenment went off over my head. Sister. Oh, that's where they get that. <laughs> uh all right, yes. so in the end, I'm trying to think of the of the middle portion before they got to the Ewoks. Like, you had Saving Han, and then what was the transition to get to the Ewok jungle, or was there any transition? Was that Endor? Yes, Endor was the name of the planet. Well, they had, you had them getting that that plan ready to go deal with the new Death Star. Yeah. You had Luke returning to Dagobah to finish his training, which he ends up not doing. And then it really just goes right back into Endor. Yeah, if you remember, they had to go to Endor to disengage some tractor beam yeah. power source or something. That was the right. whole point of them even being there. Yeah. But you were able to follow along, even though yeah. you didn't have your Star yeah, Wars I, buddy watching it with you? Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of needed a little bit of help from time to time. And there were a couple times where I rolled it back to see if I could... On a second look, yeah. understand something a little bit better, which sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. But yeah, it it it, it fell together a little bit better for me than either of the other two have. And you got the sense that the emperor, the really evil guy, yeah, you know, like was that guy creepy at all to you? Yeah, he was, and I was not expecting to see him. Yeah, that I mean, that's why we, that's why we call Jerry Jones the emperor sometimes because yeah. he kind of looks like him. And he talks like this. Yeah. Uh, I was going to come in here and ask you about Darth Vader's boss. <laughs> his <laughs> it boss. Is, it is his boss. It is his boss. That's, that's his Dan Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember thinking as a kid watching that for the first time, I mean, you're almost in tears 
as he is being electrocuted by mm. the emperor. And it goes on forever. It does. To the point where he turns to Darth Vader and he's like, Father! You know? Yeah. Because he's reaching out to him and you're like, do something, Vader! And then that moment when he actually does, that was like, the emperor. that was like the jump off the out of your movie seat moment. Like, oh yes, he did it! It was like the Russian falling in Rocky Four, you know? Like, oh! It was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. It was pretty cool. He right, was a badass for quick. sure. I yeah. know how much you hate CPO3. Did he annoy CPO3. you? Just, did he annoy you just as much in this one? In second part, did you like the part where the Ewoks thought he was Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll answer both of those questions on the other side here. Five thirty-one on the ticket. All right, so we're in the middle of uh, reviewing the. Uh, final installment of the original Star Wars trilogy, Return of the Jedi, or at least Mike is. Now he has completed his mission of seeing all three. I don't know if we're going to get him to see Force Awakens or Rogue One. Although I'd have to think that not being completely attached to these characters, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have been for 40 years, that I think that he would actually think that Force Awakens and Rogue One are better than the original three. I could see that. Like, I think I would. A lot of people on Twitter are recommending that he see Spaceballs next. Yeah, are you familiar with Spaceballs? Have you heard of that? Baseball? No, Spaceballs. Isn't that like a goofy, a goofy space movie or something? <laughs> Mel Brooks. This is the Mel Brooks send-up of Star Wars. Oh, okay. Which my kids love. They like Spaceballs? Yes. I loved it, too. Mm-hmm. It's just a 100%. It's Rick Moranis. It's Mel Brooks. It's John Candy. John Candy, instead of Jabba the Hutt, Mike, he plays Pizza the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good bit. And and in Rick Moranis' character named Helmet? Darth Helmet. Dark Helmet. Dark, Dark, Dark Helmet. helmet. Yeah, yeah. Because he wears this giant, oversized Vader helmet. It's so big. Yeah. All right, so we were talking about the droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the droids annoy you? CP3O and oh, okay. M2X. Yeah, that's, those, are, um, those are droids. Just short for Android, of course. Yeah. Yeah, CP3O kind of does. <laughs> still? C3PO. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he still does. And R2-D2 glides around and makes computer noises. It, it, it's hard to see how he's adding that much to the conversation, yet he seems to be on top of everything, and he seems to have all the answers for everybody. He is so central to the story. He seems to have all the answers, man. <laughs> he glides around and makes computer noises, but seems to be on top of things and have all of the answers. Like, for everybody. C-3PO, I, look, everybody thought he was annoying, but yet at the same time... Like this cute little side, yeah, project or whatever. Right, R two D two is central to the entire story. In every movie, he gets stuff done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm a little bit more in tune with his function and the way he plays the the role he plays and everything now. You know what? Like the goofiest thing ever, and I was right there with him. But when they you know did Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which came out a couple of years ago. And um, I believe those were the first. They, they showed R2, didn't they? 
before they showed any central character? In Force Awakens? Yeah. Mm, maybe not. Well, I just remember like whenever yeah. they put R2-D2 on screen, that people were just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's back. You know, like you cheer for these little robots. <laughs> it's very over the top. All right, can you see, though, now why people... I know it's really hard to um, to sit there and think of it in these terms, but can you understand now why all of the world freaked out over these three movies? Yeah, I can. I can. I said that after I saw the first one. You know, I, I get the appeal. It is not my bag by any means, and I don't feel like I'm better off having seen any of these three than I was before, but... I do get the appeal. I do get that there is some quality these movies have that that endears them to everybody, and, and okay, I get it. And when they originally came out, you know, you were, what, 20-something, mid-20s? the first year? 77? Yeah, so you were like 27. Yes, yes, 26, 27, something like that. There was nothing that could have gotten you into that theater? No. No, because I know people in their 20s were seeing it. I had zero interest in that. Nothing at all. I mean, Nothing even though all. you would see on TV the amount of people dressed up and wrapped around the the Man Chinese Theater or whatever. I looked at it and just went, great. You guys go do your thing. Just nothing. Didn't move the needle at it all. Didn't move the needle at all. And even when, and I guess, you know, looking back at it, that is the, that is the one age, probably, that stayed away from the theater more than any other because you, you were too old for what was perceived to be a kids type yeah, thing. That's, that was the thing. Uh, and you didn't have kids. Yeah. I had no kids. Not that, that you I knew of, any, of. That I knew of anyway. Because <laughs> you were doing it a lot. I know what you're saying. Yes. I had no kids and I was not into kids things. I was preoccupied with being cool and playing soft rock and how, how was that cool hotel <laughs> in hotel lounges uh was the was the reveal of Darth Vader and I'm asking everybody here when, at the when he, took his, when he took his helmet off was it very it underwhelming for y'all the first time you saw it as a kid cuz I can remember being like yeah. You thought you were going to see some monster, and you saw some old man. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's Darth Vader. He was much older than I anticipated. When I started to think that that was what was about to come down here, I figured that was the only way it could be. That he would he, look something like that. Yeah, that he was going to be a character that was not imposing at all. I don't know. I mean, I didn't want him. It is the irony of the whole the whole thing that he it is, is. A, a brittle, broken down old man that can only survive because of the apparatus that he's Im- right. embodied in. But he could still fight. Yeah. Well, I guess the force maybe. Force helps everything. Force. Who who was that actor? David the- Prowse, right? No, they got some other British actor. David Prowse was the guy that was always, in, you know, the guy that right. did all the lines and everything. But for that scene, they got some British actor that he died a few years ago, and that was the only time he ever had anything to do with Star Wars. They just picked some guy. Just for who, who was the actor who played Darth Vader's boss? Ian McDarmid. And the funny thing is when he, in that Return of the Jedi, when you first see him, we're older than he, him 
when he played it, it was like 42. They made him to look so what? old. Really? He's only now like 70 years old. That's amazing. Wow, no way. That's Never amazing. knew that, man. Some old <laughs> 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 This came out what year? It's 83. 83? Yeah, so it was like 77, 80, 83. So there were three, three-year windows in between. Okay. And just the... The anticipation of you know you would hear through the grapevine that you know what I think they're gonna they're gonna release this in like a year, and as a kid it was like the third Boston record you right. just couldn't imagine <laughs> how great this is could possibly be and how it was going to change the world. Did it get held up and released because nobody was ready for it? Not pretty much because the guitars were just too <laughs> awesome, the droids were too awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this because it does. I feel like um, you know. I, I, I feel like a chapter's closed in our relationship. Yeah, because we wanted you to do this for so long, you know, and you just wouldn't give in and wouldn't budge and all that. And especially now that all these other Star Wars movies are coming out, and here we are in the 40th year of uh, that. This is right in the month of the anniversary of of the original release. I think it's it's perfect timing, and I really do think that he would like that. He would really like. The Force Awakens. I've got it. Do you own it? Yeah. On DVD on, or on, like Apple? On Blu-ray. Oh, kick ass. Blu-ray, wow. That's a game changer. Yeah. Has uh, has your old lady seen the new ones? Um, I'm sure she has. Was she a fan? Yeah. Back in the day? Oh, yeah. She was a fan back in the day. Did she laugh her ass she's, off she's watching my, this with you? not my old lady. God. <laughs> How arcane yeah. is that? How 70s is that? You're the one that? that calls girls some broads, broads. yes. And how 20s there's, is that? There's a difference between somebody's old lady and some old broad. <laughs> Madam <laughs> Sweetie Sugar Sweetheart Bitch. You're telling me that in the last five or six years you've never said this is his old lady? No. No. I've never said that. What do you say? Um, Girlfriend, lady friend, whatever. You're not Special nice. lady friend. Or... just to be clear that i got this right i just tweeted out the quote of the day r2d2 just slides around and makes computer noises but seems to be on top of things and has all the answers mike reiner yeah you got that right love it may have paraphrased here and there but that's that's the the idea is put across okay uh, sorry, I got it wrong. John Candy was not Pizza the Hut. He was Barf. He was Barf. Yeah, yeah, so he was like the Chewbacca knockoff. Right? That was a Chewy was, knockoff? Yes, he was Weird Bear. Who was yeah. Pizza the Hut then? I don't know who Pizza the Hut I think Dom DeLuise did the voice for Pizza the Hut. That may be right. Yeah. God, Ty is so up on all this stuff. Yeah. Useless information. Man, you really are into this, aren't you? Hell yeah. I mean, you got the tattoos to prove it. <laughs> yeah, I do. All right. Any further questions here? Nope. The end. Good stuff.